station to station after a midsummer break we are back uh, recording and discussing blue jays uh, we are actually recording on uh, wednesday the 16th and while we we're talking the phillies uh, are playing the jays they're up seven to four and in game number two of a mini series so dustin I, I was away in Europe for a couple weeks. Uh, I was following along with the scores, and uh, I just uh, I'm hoping you, you can give me a sense of how you're feeling, uh, how the Jays did while I was away. I, I did see scores, but just you know a little bit of a give me. I want to check the pulse of uh, you know a Jays fan. Yeah, I think <laughs> as much as it changes, it st- tends to say the same. Uh, it's been fairly up and down. It's been a roller coaster. There's been a number of, you know, promising stretches and then disappointing stretches, and you know, kind of just treading water. I mean, they hit their highest, uh, you know, uh, wins above uh, 500 in this stretch that you've been away. So it hasn't been all bad. It's just, you know. As with this team, it's it's sort of there's high expectations. Everybody knows that they could be doing better than they are, and um, while they're doing fairly well, there's been some uh, just some frustrating, frustrating games. Well, uh, I definitely um, I th- I feel like when you talk about like you know the you know they've they've been the most amount of games under 500 actually hold on dustin do you see the picture that's on the mound for the phillies are you watching uh i've got it on in the background with no with no sound yeah Strong. wow look at this uh look at this uh wig on this guy yeah he looks like he hasn't washed his hair in about three weeks he's definitely a rocker of some sort um the uh i feel like you know and i haven't been keeping really close tabs uh but i feel like the Jays have been floating around that like nine to 12 games over 500 mark, um, which, you know, is enough to, you know, somewhat comfortably maintain a playoff spot. Um, I was actually talking with Craiger, um the other night and he, I don't know. He, he seems to have, like, he seems to have his own perspective on things, but um it's just kind of funny. I, I got some text messages and emails from him while I was away, and and they were borderline essays about how upset he uh, he was, about, you know, about the Jays. But they seem to be floating around this, you know, kind of last wild card spot, which you know may not work out to be too bad if you play maybe the winner of the AL Central. Uh, you know, it depends, I guess, um, on how everything shakes down. But one of the things I did mention to him is that. This team, you know, doesn't really win. You know, they're not they're not they're not kind of blowing out teams and flexing and so every game is a grind. You know, right. every game is, you know, a one one run game. Uh, you know, Jordan Jordan Romano came back from the uh, IL yesterday and I thought it was a bit of a flex on his part. Um, he had quite a good performance and I think he showed um he showed basically what his abilities are as a closer and, and Craiger did, you know, point out, you know, cause we, he was driving home from work and, and the game had just ended and he was talking about how many one run games, you know, Jordan Romano gets thrown into, right. You know, we're not talking about 
you know, two run save. Uh, we're talking about a one run, yeah. you know, three out save. And uh, it's not easy. Not at all. But I mean, I guess that's the bright spot that, you know, I've been thinking about lately. And I think there's been a lot of conversation in the general kind of Blue Jays fandom about this is that the bullpen is is the shining star. It's not just Romano. Now that we have him back, you know, you've got um, the new uh, trade acquisition, Hicks, um, you know, and then you have Swanson and, and, you know, all these guys, I mean, go down the list. Uh, Meza, Richards, Garcia, um, you know, the, this is a strong bullpen. Not to mention Chad Green's on his way in. Um, and, you know, Nate Pearson's down there. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe Alec Manoa can pitch out of the bullpen. It's we, There's a lot of depth there. And that's going to be a real plus in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, assuming that we make it there. Well, and I think they turned, um, you know, earlier in the season, you know, you had Anthony Bass and, you know, various other guys in the pen. I think they turned, you know, what was, they had some, you know, some real high leverage top end guys, you know, the Eric Swansons, the Romanos, the Tim Mazas, uh, and they turned it into, uh, you know, a, basically a bullpen with strength, but also depth, because I don't, I don't know if they quite had the depth um, coming out of the pen. Uh, now, I, I do think Trevor Richards was a, was a pleasant surprise. But, you know, when you're trotting out Mitch White, you know, he was, a, I guess, a bit of a mop-up. But he, you know, he wasn't really offering too much. And, and he has, uh, I believe he was designated for assignment while I was away in Europe. So Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have improved it. I mean, look at, you know, thinking about who... Um, you know, once Chad Green comes up, who's kind of the odd man out in the current rotation or um, bullpen? And, you know, there's uh, Cabrera and um, Jay Jackson, who, you know, I'd probably say Jay Jackson goes down, but that's tough. I mean, he's been pitching well as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. You know, come roster expansions, you know, we'll be able to, sort of have all these guys up it'll just make for a, a much fresher bullpen again when the playoffs come and you know pitching wins playoff games you know in general obviously the you know the offense has to hit i mean that's been the most disappointing part of this stretch is you know i remember back to the, like the the 2015 2016 teams and those were just mashers right bautista edwin you know recently we watched about Donaldson the, Donaldson yeah of course um you know that whole lineup I mean I could name them all but uh we recently watched Bautista um gain a you know level of excellence non uh honor this past uh, weekend and just watching all those clips and seeing all those guys you just remember how strong of a lineup that team was but what people don't often remember is how much we complained about the the pitching uh, especially the bullpen of that team and that was probably the thing that hurt them the most in terms of you know being able to go deep into the playoffs now we have that but we don't have that mashing team it seems like we just can't get you know that full strength team 
maybe uh you know maybe that stronger pitching performance team goes deeper um in the playoffs who knows well um before we talk about you know some possible playoff um prospects i i, I want to talk about jose bautista for a moment because i think um i think there's certain athletes that come along and you know this guy wasn't a star coming up and he's a he's a blue jay that i i don't know i just i just love jose bautista he's a guy who kind of just made himself uh he's like a self-made superstar and um he provided you know that kind of gumption um you know obviously the bat flip was the that was the the cherry on on the top of everything but he was a guy who you know you knew what to expect from him right and uh you know the 54 home run season um the season after that he was you know i think it was actually even though he didn't hit as many home runs it was actually better but i i just thought um him going on the level of excellence just I don't know, it just made me feel good all over because I just thought, you know, yes, you know, is he, you know, is he going to end up in the Hall of Fame like, you know, other um, former level of excellence players that we probably won't mention right now? Uh, no, he's not going to end up in the Hall of Fame. But I just I just think like that's the right place for him as a Blue Jay. Um, he was just so good. Yeah, I think I think he's probably just shy of a Hall of Fame nod. Yeah, he just he he was a late bloomer, as it were, and and didn't have the maybe the the number of years, the depth of career that that some of the voters there need to see. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're of an age that we kind of at least vaguely, uh, at least for me, remember, you know, the ninety two ninety three team. You know, we were ten and eleven years old, and. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's of an age where you can remember how it was a little bit. But, you know, Bautista for me was like probably the best player in that kind of stretch of time where like I'm just like realizing the nuances of baseball and I'm not just, you know, oh, home run good. So, yeah, he was probably, you know, uh, for me just personally is, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of got back into watching the Blue Jays is like um, – you know, 20 something year old at the time, you know, after, you know, maybe being disappointed with, you know, the, those sort of late nineties years and early two thousands years that were, you know, well, Carlos Delgado and some, had some good players like Roy Holiday. Um, but just Sean remember, Green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just were never, you know, a major part of, you know, my, you know, entertainment watching until, you know, that 2008, 2009, that those years were the years that I really kind of rediscovered baseball and Bautista and Edwin were big parts of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think just in general, probably for a whole, you know, bunch of reasons, those guys kind of kicked off this recent stretch that we've kind of been seeing where the Blue Jays are actually trying to win, right? That, you know, you had... 2015 2016 where they kind of went all in with some trades at the deadline and made the playoffs and had some really fun years there was a little bit of a reshuffle a realignment and you know now we're seeing sort of the 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 benefits of like a team that wants to spend that can that sees the value of winning from a sort of like a ticket sales point of view and you know we'll get 
teams that have been in the playoffs quite a few times in the last, you know, handful of years, you know, that makes you want to watch the games and do what we do and talk about it and, and be excited. Well, on one more, I guess, item on the Jose Bautista front, um, our, uh, I guess our colleague and friend Rob uh, brought up a, uh, I guess, a question is, uh, you know, would you, I guess I'll, I'll kind of generalize a bit. He specifically asked, you know, would you consider him as a future um, hitting coach? Uh, I'll say, how about, you know, do you, is there a, a way you can involve him in the organization and uh, specifically in a hitting capacity? I mean, yeah, he's going to want to do that. But I mean, you know, look at what they do. I think Edwin's a kind of a special assistant or whatever hitting you know advisor whatever the term is uh i'm sure they could they get could get him involved with that i don't know much about like bautista's like personal life or what he likes to do you know for work now or whatever but you know i'd be happy to see him you know um uh, as a hitting coach i think as somebody who kind of came up late and figured something out with his timing with whatever I, I heard him talking on the radio um i think with blair and barker on that on that day and he was just talking about how you know his whole turnaround was just uh it was all about timing and just being able to like shorten that time between when you make the decision to like swing like that trigger point and the time where your bat's actually in the hitting zone, like shortening that up was like all it took for him. And, you know, that's easier said than done, right? Like, I mean, that's a lot, there's a lot of mechanics and muscle memory and whatever that goes along in making sure that that happens. But yeah, someone who's figured it out, you know, later in their career relatively is probably someone that would make a decent coach. So yeah, I'd love to see him do that. Yeah, I'd love to see him involved too. Uh, I I don't know to answer I guess Rob's question specifically. I don't you know I don't would not be in favor of him taking over as like a hitting coach. No. I think there is, um, I think in 2023, you know, hitting coaches are. I sent you guys an article. Hitting coaches are, you know, recycled and tossed out like, uh, you know, like a like someone's uh, brown bag of uh, lunch at work on uh, on Thursday, but. Um, I think there's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of analytics that um, there's a lot of information that you need to digest. And I don't know if I'd want someone just purely, uh, you know, parachuting in now saying that if we're going to talk about, you know, kind of bring um, some different perspectives and, and maybe some different approaches, I don't know if he would be a, I don't know if he would be a bad um, choice because, you know, let's say, you know, I, I don't think any of us are really too enamored with, um, you know, the hitting on the Jays and the hitting coach. Like, I think that's probably something that would um, be up for changing. And, you know, I don't think you need to know a lot of, I don't think you need to really dig into analytics and lots of different information to finish out what, like, we're talking about a month and a half of the season plus playoffs. Like, you know, if we can get yeah. some good approaches um, and get some, you know, fresh ideas in, like 
I wouldn't totally be opposed to that. I just don't think he's maybe a long-term solution. Um, but yeah, hey, the hitting coaches aren't really long-term solutions anyway. They're 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 usually gone in a few years. So I think hitting coaches now in in the MLB are kind of becoming more um, more akin to like a offensive coordinator in the NFL, right? There's teams behind them. Yeah, so instead of like a coach that tells you like this and this and that, this is what's wrong with your swing, this is what you need to do. They're more of like, you know, coordinating the team and, you know, delivering the message um, rather than, you know, that, that kind of magic sort of, you know, coach kind of guy. So I don't know if Bautista would be able to do that or not. That's tough to say, but he could definitely be among the team and be able to sort of deliver some on some of his experience and maybe maybe his eyes see something that somebody else doesn't you know who knows i mean having more eyes on a on a player's swing the better right well he definitely seems like an intelligent guy speaks multiple languages like he doesn't you know this he he doesn't come across to me as that like bag of rocks um bag of rocks you know professional athlete that are you know pretty much in every sport you you can think of there's always a guy who's just kind of you know he knows how to play baseball and nothing else but uh that's not that doesn't appear to be uh, jose bautista so i i guess we'll see if maybe the jays decide to involve him uh maybe maybe he gets a look um on one of the minor league uh teams maybe like a double a uh, where he got some good prospects and uh we'll go from there the um in terms of this team, though, I do think the the fact that they're always in these one run games, I, I do think the fact that they are, you know, their strength appears to be pitching. I actually think this pro- like could bode very well for the playoffs. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to throw out any predictions here, but this team does have the makeup of that kind of, um, as I said to Craig last night, the like that kind of battle tested team. Yeah, that is constantly, you know, every night, you know, there, there's no easy, there's really no easy games every night they have to scrap and claw. And, and I, and I think they're going to be, you know, should they make the playoffs? Uh, I think they're going to be ready. You know, that's something that, you know, it occurs to me is something that people talk about a lot and people, you know, for kind of offhandedly kind of dismiss as like those intangible kind of things. I think I think there's some merit to that and yeah I mean definitely a team that's been having been kind of struggling together and maybe not coming through you know together in the in the ways that they want to and not meeting what they feel like they're in potential cuz they have to feel that way and that's got to you know sort of create sort of an atmosphere of when you finally do figure it out when you finally do sort of click um it, it, you know, hopefully will kind of lead to those sort of that that ability to lock it down, um, and and you know you've been there before, you know what it feels like to try and you know hold on to this one run lead. Um, definitely, uh, is, it, there's something I think you could say about that, um, but I, I I still think like the offense needs to be I don't know like 30 percent better than it is if, if it was just well they, they need to get hot right like yeah for them to 
for them to win anything, I you know, you obviously need pitching, but I think they just need to get hot and they seem to have the horses that may make that possible. Make, excuse me, make that possible. So they definitely do. Yeah, I mean, it's all there. It's funny we're recording this like you said during the Phillies game. Um the Phillies are kind of a lot like the Jays. I think um Ben Nicholson Smith or something said that on the broadcast yesterday and made me think a lot about it. You know, they're good pitching and an underperforming, you know, um, offense. Trey Turner, I think they were saying today, he's like a 300 career hitter hitting 250 this year, you know. So they won the, you know, they got to the World Series last year. Did they win? I forget. No. no, the Astros won. They got to the World Series last year. They did, though, yes. You know, and on the back of good pitching and just getting, you know, the hitting, getting hot, getting, um, you know, just hitting together and doing what they need to do all at the right time. Uh, and who's to say the Jays can't do that? Of course they could. Um, but, you know, now's the time. I mean, we're, what, three quarters of the way through the, the season now. Uh, now's the time to kick it in gear, and 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 I think they can. I believe. Well, and and if they're going to be the last wild card, uh, they're going to be playing away from home, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like with given um, all of the, I guess, pressure that will be exerted on this team, being away from home may not be. It'd be kind of maybe a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And not to mention, I mean, the the team that they'll be playing, well, I mean, I guess it's hard to play that game. You know, every team you're going to be playing in the playoffs is going to be good. But, you know. When... Well, I'll why don't I take this as a takeaway? Uh, I'll do a, if the playoffs, like next, next episode, we'll do a, if the playoffs started today, who would they play? I'll figure that out just so we can kind of maybe follow that through in terms of, um, I, I, I must be honest. I, yeah, um, I don't know. The, the obviously structure. I know they're, I don't know the structure as well as I know, um, the structure of some other sports. I feel like, um, you know, records, you know, changing and things may, may have that. I don't know if it's like a pure bracket, but I'll take that as a takeaway and I'll, I'll come back to you. I think, I think the short answer, you know, my prediction anyways, is the, the last wild college spot was probably the best one in terms of the level, you know, cause sweet, you know? Yeah. Cause I think you play the two if you're the, the third and then you, I don't know. Anyways, we'll see, but uh, that's my, well, prediction. so um, one of the things I did do, um, I think I was in maybe the airport or just board. And I actually, it was my first day back to work and I was like, the energy levels weren't good. So I was like, let me look at the July record for the, uh, for the American league as I did. So I believe if I recall correctly, the Jays were the second best team in June behind the mighty Tampa Bay Rays. Um, In July, they were actually the third best team in the AL um, behind in terms of winning percentage behind only Baltimore and Boston. So, yeah, the Orioles and Boston were – Boston was, like, I think maybe, like, a game ahead of them. But, um, yeah, like, they're still – they're just – they're kind of just there, just, you know, plodding away. Um, They're still – 
I guess they are because they have not had the best record in the AL at pretty much any point. They're still kind of in that May shadow. Um, yeah. But you know that's uh, that's the, unfortunately that's going to kind of live on throughout the season. But uh, yeah, if they end up playing, uh, if they end up playing pretty much anyone but an AL East team uh, in the playoffs, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I think I think they've got a good chance either way, and you know, yeah, it, <laughs> that may, yeah, does loom large. I mean, in terms of their record, you know, outside of that period, has got to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, if they just did what they do in the with the rest of the league with the um, AL East, you know, they'd be on top of the AL East or at least fighting with the with the Orioles at this point. Um, so yeah, it just speaks to that kind of the reason why right now, you know, as we kind of plot along and, and yeah, maybe win more games than lose over a certain stretch through July and, and the beginning of August here, still kind of just, you know, disappointing because it's not enough. You know that we need in order to be comfortable with a playoff spot to go on like a you know, seven, eight game win streak and it's just not happening. You know, you win three against Boston. Everything's good. David Schneider has this amazing thing. It's, you know, it's all Blue Jays fans are riding high. And then you kind of split the series against the Guardians in very tight, very close, stressful games. I mean, that series against the Guardians felt like a playoff series. And now they split the four, which speaks to you know their their resilience or whatever but um you know it's just you, you think they're doing good and then it's not so good well i will uh i'll tally i'll do another august tally of uh the winning percentages and we'll see where the jays are at i am going to i'm gonna kind of predict that they'll be um top three again just kind of Doing their doing their business, um, doing their business without uh, well, at least right now without uh, Mr. Bobachet. He seems to be um, on the way back. Uh, has reported to AAA, and they did mention on Blair and Barker yesterday that uh, he may be back on Friday. But what they are, they're not going to rush him either. Uh, he is going to be back when he can actually play shortstop and it's not going to be a DH situation. Yeah. He's going to be right back in the lineup or he won't be at all. Yeah. The scuttlebutt is I think Friday. Uh, that's what I heard too. Or, but you know, they had some rain out or something that might push him back. Um, yeah, no, that, that'll be great to get, have him back. Uh, uh, this Paul, the young guy is not uh, giving me warm feelings, seeing him come up to the plate with runners on. So, um, yeah, that'll be great. And then, so what you're saying is he fit, he's fitting in well with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him. You get traded to a team, and then you go like I don't know, he's like three for thirty nine or something. I saw the other day, like insanely bad. But you know, I'm sure he's better than he's shown. I I don't know what his numbers were like before, but you know, I know that he can't have been that bad and still played every day in the major leagues well i think getting bow back um we, we, there's a phrase in another sport that i follow it's a, like a new signing 
you know, even though right. it's not, it's, it'll feel like it. And yeah. in this case, it's going to feel like basically you're going to get an all-star uh, shortstop back for really a, an August and September push. And I, um, I don't know, having that card in your back pocket uh, and, you know, considering how well, they've done pretty well without them, um, you know, I don't think fantastic, but, you know, they've um, managed to get by. And, and I think uh, having Bo back in the lineup is going to help big time. Absolutely. And it is now eight to four. Uh, a <laughs> Jay Jackson, the aforementioned Jay Jackson just gave up a solo home run at the top of the eight. This one looks like it's pretty much dusted. Yeah. Barring a miracle comeback, you know, uh, which is something we've not seen a lot of. So it's hard to have that hope. Um, yeah. So I, I did a quick count. So they lose, assuming they lose this game, they're eight and seven so far in August. I don't know where that would put mm. them, you know, among other teams, but you know, uh, it kind of feels that way, right? You know, just a little bit better than than a 500. Yeah, that's probably right. So, yeah, it's it's uh, something they're gonna have to improve. I think you know we've been talking about it a little bit, but um, their record or their schedule. I think I shared with you like the strength of schedule, and this was a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. But their strength of schedule. Um, moving forward from like this point forward is probably the best in terms of the weakest competition they have to face than you know most other teams in the league it's a slight advantage but you know they have a big opportunity here to to really put away some games um, especially like starting after the Orioles next week there's the Guardians again um, then the Nationals which you know they're barely an MLB team. Um, the Rockies and the A's and Kansas City. Those are all fairly weak teams. And that's a big stretch that they have an opportunity to, like I said, put together one of those big, long win streaks that can kind of bring them into more comfortable territory. Because after that, then it's Texas and Boston and New York and Tampa and New York and Tampa or something like that. And it's like, you know, that that final stretch is going to be nail-biting and as much cushion as you can put in front of you, you want to do that. We, uh, that last two weeks with, uh, all those ALE opponents, we might have to do like a daily, like, you know, tension relieving, uh, podcast. You know what I mean? Like, just like get, get all of our, get all the, uh, everyone on and just kind of like, all right, everyone just get it all out and, uh, then move on to the next day. Um, but I guess we'll see, like, to be you saying you said that they're eight and seven um you know there's probably a good portion of the AL that AL uh excuse me the American League that probably are under 500 so in August so um yeah. it's again you get bow back you know you sweep a series I I'm actually wondering and I think um I'm gonna you know keep a pretty good um eye on this i'm wondering if this team is one of those teams that plays to the competition yeah i mean that's certainly... i don't know if you could do that in baseball the same way you can do it in other sports but um as it's a little less you know it's a little less, like you're kind of there's a little bit less pushing back and forth on each other and and um 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes like when we play the Guardians, right, you know, or you play, I don't know, the Dodgers, right? Like it just seems like they kind of play to their opposition. But I think uh, I think we'll have a, a good answer on that um, in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree definitely that, um, you know, they really have an opportunity here that, that you know, it's possible that, you know, there's they need some kind of push. They, they need some kind of pressure or tension or something. And, and I think, you know, this last stretch, that's it. I mean, if they see Seattle come creeping up on them, other teams, you know, in the fight and you know hey we might not even make the playoffs this year i mean that's that could be the push that they need and rather than you know playing to the um the opposition that you have that night they should be playing to the opposition that you know they they need to play to which is you know the orioles and and tampa bay and the other teams in the al east that are you know much stronger than them so while we're talking here, we only have a few minutes left, but Kyle Schwarber is at the plate and they just flashed up his season stats, Dustin. The guy has 30 home runs and is batting 180. Jesus. Is this like, is this like Dalton Varsho's like, you know, long lost brother or something that we like, we, you know, <laughs> what he, what he, what, what he's supposed to be like, no, absolutely no average whatsoever, but like tons of power. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of guys disappointing on the Phillies, to be honest. Definitely. I mean, that's what you call, you know, a true three outcome hitter, home run, walk, strikeout. <laughs> you know, those yeah. Are, those are your three options that you'll see from them. Um, I think I, and, and, I think he's actually, yeah, he's he's their leadoff hitter too. Jesus, yeah, he's batting one right now. Yeah, I can see, I can see the number one next to his name. But all right, Dustin, if you don't, nothing else, um, let's wrap this one. Um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, Canada is, well, it has some challenges compared to Europe, <laughs> let me tell you. But I'm glad to be back at home. So yeah. uh, I wasn't able to watch the Jays in Europe uh, without a VPN, which I can't be bothered with. So I'm glad to be able to be back and watching Jays games every night. Welcome back and glad to be talking to you again about the Jays. It's, it's always fun.